and welcome back to Oaks Online, where today we're, uh, we're... Oh, Josh! Josh! Josh, are you all right? Oh, no! Josh, what's happened? Oh, no, no, no. Johnny's got no pulse. Well, I didn't think he ever had one. <laughs> He's alive! Ah, wow, what happened there? I'm alive again. Wait, did you save me? I saved your life. I think you've been in a coma for like a few weeks, that's why you haven't been on the episode. That explains why I've not been on Oaks Online, but don't worry, guys, I'm back now, ready to brighten up the show again. It did get a bit dull while I wasn't here. Isn't that right? Anyway, um, today we are going to be discussing lots of things. Um, Brand new episode. Yeah, All about new episode. Fear and anxiety. Nibble, nibble. So, um, but to, to start off, uh, we, the last episode was ages ago. It was before Easter, so we need to go over what happened then. Uh, Jack, did you have a nice Easter? I did. I had a fantastic Easter, Josh. Good. I got bundles of eggs, including those of Oreo and M&M's. Lovely. What about you? I had a fantastic Easter. I got bundles of eggs, including M&M and Oreo. Um, so... Yeah, so it's been really good, but it's not just about us because obviously at church a lot was going on at Easter. But I was um, busy, so I couldn't make it. You, Jack couldn't make Were it. You there? Um, not really, no. I wasn't actually. I didn't attend the church embarrassingly. But I think. But uh, <laughs> John has got. Yeah, a we've got lots of footage from the from the Easter Easter's service and so, Good Friday uh, and Good Friday and hot cross buns. Mm. You stole my joke. Did I? What? Hello everyone. Uh, thank you to John for that little update. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hannah and I are going to just talk about the serious stuff now before yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack and Josh come back in a bit. Um, the other week we had a meeting over in Eckington, a church meeting, and there was lots of great discussions and everyone shared their heart and calling, which was really yeah. good. Um, Sounds I, good. Well, I certainly left that feeling very encouraged. Mm. And one of the decisions that was sort of made from that meeting was that we are changing the name of our impact sundays to mm. equipping sunday ah, which was a good suggestion yeah. so equipping about you know equipping yeah. each other um, as far as good so yeah. yeah 
be good. Um, and the next one is this this weekend. Um, it's an environmental Sunday, and Jack and Josh yes. have actually organised a litter pick. So keep an eye out in the next episode because no doubt we'll have footage from yeah. that on the antics that we get up to. Because um, it's also the big plastic can. Have you heard of this? No. So it's a nationwide initiative um, where for one week from the 16th of May for a week from then, mm -hmm. um, you count the plastic that you throw away oh. to see how much plastic as a nation that we actually get through. Oh, wow. So they're not talked about it at school? No. Oh, right. Oh, no, you're at college, though. At college, yeah. I meant, sorry. I wonder if the boys have heard of it. Yeah. We'll have to ask them. Boys, have you heard of the big plastic count? Yeah. Yeah. Of course I have. They told you about it at school? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. The big plastic count. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's starting oh. on the 16th of May. Jack, just tell me what it says on that poster, please, and we can tell everyone well, the exact date. 16th of May to... 7th of June. 22nd, I think 22nd it is. 22nd of June. Okay. So, yeah, the big plastic count, 16th of May to the 22nd of May. And that we'll sounds learn. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Mike and Judy are going to do a Bible-based session mm -hmm. um, at our Environmental Sunday on how, you know, what God thinks about yeah. what we do and the environment and his creation because it's really mm -hmm. important to tackle these real world issues isn't yeah. it yeah so we'll be uh, covering that on the next episode um but really now it's an introduction to julia and judy this week yes we've got a guest uh, interviewer judy mm -hmm. who are going to be interviewing richard who has done the bible talk this week as jack and josh already pointed out on fear and anxiety is this something you would want to watch, Hannah? A talk on fear and anxiety? I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We've yeah. just been talking, haven't we, about how brave you were at the um, <laughs> at the weekend? Do you want to yeah. share that? Um, so I go to Icon Church in uh, Chesterfield, and it was like a youth night on the Friday, and um, we do the, these little games and stuff. But um, they did one on the stage, and I had to go up on the stage and play musical chairs. Um, and in front I, of everyone. In front of everyone, and I was so scared. I've never really done anything like that before on like a big stage, but I did it, and I actually felt really good about myself afterwards. I was quite proud. <laughs> I think that is an ex a really good example of conquering a fear yeah, because yeah. that is, takes good. I, I'm it? not great in front of big crowds. <laughs> no, but, but we're proud of you for getting up <laughs> there and doing it. So. And you won, didn't you? I heard, yeah, so. I won. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll move on to that now. is Judy and we're going to be talking to Richard for this week's episode of our Bible talk which is what did Jesus say about fear and anxiety so hi Richard good, good afternoon or evening or evening or, evening. or even morning <laughs> whatever whatever you want so thank you for doing this talk and our first opening question is why did you particularly want to talk about this subject well, I think fear and anxiety are endemic, really. They're such a large problem. And yet, it's almost one of these iceberg subjects, you know. You see little bits of it above the surface, but when you start sort of listening to people, you realise just how many people are struggling with anxieties and, uh, and fear. But it's not spoken about. It's, it's mostly sort of submerged under the water, and we, 
we just sort of uh, see these tops of the icebergs floating by from time to time. So, yeah, because it's such a big problem and it's so infrequently talked about. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as Christian, we've got quite a lot we can learn about it and how to deal with it, the tools and what it means. And that's yeah, really I think so. It. Okay, thank you. Judy. Yes, I was just wondering what you thought were the main big fears that everybody faces. I think if you were to take a poll, mm. the biggest one would be, I don't know, because there is a generalised anxiety and there will be countless sort of reports, but I actually think they boil down to, to one major mm. and probably the major issue, which is fear of death mm. or fear of anything which can lead to death. Yes. That is the ultimate threat. And although we perhaps psychologically dress it up differently, um, for most people, it boils down to that. I think probably maybe money problems and other things like that might be secondary, but primarily fear of death, I would say. And do you, do you feel that in your own uh, walk with Jesus that um, you've sorted that fear? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all have. I don't think I've faced an imminent crisis in that area, so it's, it's difficult to say. Hmm. But I think I know enough of Jesus, and I think I know enough of how he dealt with it and commanded and taught others to deal with it to say that I've got a good idea, but I think I'm a long way from saying, well, I've got it sorted, because until you have been tested in those areas, it's very difficult mm. to be, well, I'm talking from theory, aren't I, rather than practice mm. or experience. However, there are some things where we, we face threats all the time in life and those can generate anxiety if we la allow them to. And I think I've got good experience in that area, yes. Would you like to give some examples? Or? Oh, I have frequently felt overwhelmed with work, the volume of work, the responsibility of people's um, situations, um, mm. primarily in work as a doctor, I think, mm. um, but also at work in, in the church and things like that as well. And I think it would be very easy to allow those things to overrun us and rule our lives. Yes. So those would be the main reasons. Um, I've not faced any particular health issues mm. which I have felt anxious about. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'm getting older, we're all getting older, and those will, those will face me. Um, obviously, I've, I've had to face those things in family and with friends, and those have been difficult, but not insurmountable. I think we'll um, cut to a quick clip of your talk, because right at the beginning you, you, you share the definitions and you, yes. you explain the differences between fear and anxiety and verbs and nouns, and I found that really quite helpful. So we'll cut here, we'll go to that, and then we'll come back. Okay. I need to give you some definitions before we start, and these will be fairly obvious, but it just makes the talk a little bit clearer. First of all, fear. 
Fear is a noun and it means an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain or harm. Whereas to be afraid is a verb and it means to be in fear of someone or something as likely to be dangerous, painful or harmful. So the noun is fear and to be afraid is the verb. And anxiety. Anxiety again is a noun. It means a feeling of worry or nervousness or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. And anxious is the verb or the adjective relating to anxiety. Now that's all a little bit perhaps technical, but a more practical definition is to say that to be afraid is to be fear or feel fear in the moment relating to an imminent threat. Whereas to be anxious is either to have a, a lower level of fear in the immediate situation or to have a lower level of fear, which is more usually an ongoing or continuing situation. So fear tends to come and go, and quite commonly anxiety tends to stay, a feeling of worry, nervousness or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. Excellent, thank you. So you then introduce us to Jesus' teaching about fear and how the Bible in certain places talks about the fear of God, and then you sort of clarify that, and then Jesus tells us not to be afraid of God or afraid of him. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and sort of unpick it up a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, Jesus starts with sort of saying, you know, don't be afraid of those who can, can kill you. <laughs> Why not start there? Um, he says, don't be afraid of those, but be afraid of God who has the, the power to determine your eternal destiny. And I think what Jesus is saying in that is saying that the backdrop is if you don't know God, if you don't sort of rest in his favour, if you're not in Jesus Christ, then yes, you've got cause for fear um, beyond the usual fears of losing our life or something that threatens that because eternal death is so much more significant, so much more serious, and we should, in fact, therefore fear God. But he then very quickly qualifies that, I think, for those who know him. Um, he says, don't be afraid of God, because he's your loving father. And the relationship there is one of protection, and um, we have life after death. And therefore, in that sense, that fear of God takes on a different definition for those who are Christians, those who know that have already been saved. So for a Christian, fear of God means reverence and awe and a worship. It's that honouring of God rather than an emotional fear or anxiety about him. So there is a clear difference there. So that's what I think Jesus starts with. But he then goes on to unpack a whole host of other things because in the experience of the disciples and other people over the three years of his ministry he repeatedly says do not be afraid do not be afraid and uh, i've joked a little bit on screen that if you're an angel and you're playing a part for god your opening line is no matter where you appear who you appear to don't be afraid and Jesus repeatedly uses this refrain in all situations. And it's almost as if it doesn't matter what the threat is, 
The answer is, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. And so we're left in this situation where we have this teaching and yet we experience these emotions. And therefore, what are we to do? Do we take Jesus at face value? Or are we meant to be afraid? Or are we meant to be anxious in some situations? And I think Jesus has some answers for that. I think he speaks into that dilemma for us. No thoughts. No thoughts on that. Well, Richard said it all, really. Yes. <laughs> Feel. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time to switch to that next little clip, which is um, where you introduce um, faith and do we pretend and about love and about peace? Because I think that's, you know, it's it's well quoted, isn't it? That that um, peace that surpasses all understanding and that you know that's for all of us. And I think we've all experienced that. And the thing that struck me when I was listening to it is that, you know, we, we can know all this, can't we? But it's so easy to just <coughs> sort of go off on yeah. um, almost like learned patterns of behaviour. Yeah, And, and I right. certainly associate mm, yes. <laughs> with yeah. fear and trepidation and things that we can do. But rather than talk about me, let's go to the next clip and then we'll come back. Okay. Okay? Thank you. So what are we supposed to do if Jesus is telling us not to be afraid? You might well ask, isn't it that we're simply afraid when we're afraid? Isn't fear a normal emotional reaction? Isn't it God-given? Yes, precisely. But Jesus makes some very revealing comments relating to four things I just want to take you through quickly. One is faith. Second is courage. Third is love. And fourth is peace. So let's look at the first of those, which is faith versus fear. In Matthew 14, verses 30 to 31, it says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Matthew 8 verse 26, this is Jesus before rebuking the wind and the waves, he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? And the parallel passage, although it's not quite the same because this comes after rebuking the wind, Mark 4 verse 40, he said to his disciples, why are you still afraid? Why do you still have no faith? And finally, Mark 5 verse 36, and the parallel in Luke 8 verse 50, overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, DBA, just believe. So whenever God has spoken or wherever God is present, there is always a position of faith that is the antithesis of fear. There's a choice here. We can stand in fear or we can stand in faith. It is a choice we make. That's very helpful, all this about um, faith and courage and love and peace. But how do we actually, when we're in the moment, actually apply those things? How do we learn to apply those? Because we tend to just go into our kind of default position of how we react. Absolutely. Mm. And I think it, that, is the, that is the thing. I think we have to be conscious of what mm. Jesus has taught us in order to apply it. Yeah. So if we simply react then the default position is always that of fear or anxiety. Mm. I think that's the way we've 
in a sense, being brought up in life. That's, that's the default mode. So we have to step back and be conscious of what Jesus has said. So I think, number one, I would, I would want to pray. I'd want to say to God, you know, what is it that you're speaking to me about in this situation? Do you want me to take a position of faith based on something you have said to me or are currently wanting to say to me? So I think we need to listen to what God has to say. And where God speaks into a situation, to agree with that, to accept and hold that position is the position of faith. And I think that is one of the strategies that we need to adopt. And faith in that situation is very much the antidote to fear or anxiety. But it may be that we don't feel that God is saying anything in that. But he, the second is that of courage, isn't it? Yes. And I think Jesus and the Holy Spirit are always with us, are always there, stood by our side. And I think there's that sense in which he always says, take courage. I'm reminded of Joshua before he goes into, yeah. the, into the promised land. You know, God says, be courageous and brave. And, and you know, he says that three or four times yeah, to him yes. within a couple of sentences, as it were, because he keeps repeating it. He wants to speak that into Joshua. And I think God does the same to us. He wants to speak into us courage. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that the situation evaporates, that yeah. the fear goes away mm -hmm. in that sense. But there is a courage which God can instill in us through, through that mm -hmm. that causes us to be able to stand in that situation. The third is the application of that love, isn't it? Knowing that we are loved. And if we know we're loved, then in a sense, there's nothing that can touch us. You know, we can die, but actually if we know we're loved, we're within, we're in God's hands, as it were, and we simply move on into, into better things. And I think, for me, that is ultimately yes. the, the place of security, isn't it? To know we're loved. And then finally, I think the Holy Spirit again just speaks that, that peace into us, regardless of what is going on. He wants us to have peace. And it's not that we keep the peace. It's his peace keeps us. It keeps our minds and it keeps our souls in that position of shalom, in that place of, of God's position, I think. And I think if you put all four of those together, um, that's far more than fear or anxiety can, can control us. I think that is how God would want us to deal with it. But... As you said at the very beginning, it's that, it's that being able to stand back mm. when we recognize yes. something is happening within us mm -hmm. and say, well, this is beyond me. God, what can you do? How do I find a way through with this in your presence and, you know, going to him? Mm. I had a, a very practical instruction mm. when I first became a Christian many, many years ago. And um, I was going through some stuff to sort of help me on my Christian walk. And one of the things I, you know, I was full of fear. I mean, we've, we've agreed we have degrees in <laughs> in fear, O levels, A levels, a lot. Um, but I was very frightened of, of the dark and all kinds of stuff. But I'd spent many, many years reading horror books, mm -hmm. just because they happened to be around the house, and, and I I used to watch horror films and go to the cinema and watch horror films. Pay pay for it. <laughs> and somebody very helpfully said, you know, that's 
that's not it's not good it's not good food it's not good for your soul you're just feeding the fear and I, I did actually have prayer for it and I stopped reading mm. that material and it's a very practical step and I kind of look mm. back now and think fancy paying for things that actually made me frightened <laughs> and they were just making my fears worse but sometimes you just need somebody <laughs> to say well why why are you doing that why are you putting yourself in that position and making yourself vulnerable so yes that's a very practical step Yes, and uh, if you want to talk about the things that one has done in the past, I mean, and still, do, I still do today, is uh, I must admit when I get fearful, anxious about things, I try and control it. Mm. I try and control the situation. And I've been learning over many years now that that is not the way through. And that the things that you're, you've been talking about today is the way through. And to actually trust God, it's actually to put my trust fully in Him. And I actually have to say it almost out loud. Yeah. I trust you, God. I found that really helpful to stand back, I trust you. And to actually ask, ask the Holy Spirit for His peace. Mm -hmm. And to just say, please give me your peace now. And then everything kind of starts to settle down again. Mm -hmm. And we can face what's going on and uh, find hope, hopefully find what God's way through it rather than Judy's way through it, mm. which is um, yeah. the default position, <laughs> sadly. It is easy to talk about mm. it in this kind of controlled environment, isn't it? It's when something happens, it triggers, you just go off like a squirrel yes. and then suddenly realise that you're in that state again. Mm. It could be really random things that set me off, you know, it might go through a sort of amber slash red light and then spend 24 hours <laughs> worrying about it. And, but it takes me a while to realise I'm worrying about something that I have no control over and it was an accident and what have you. But yeah, you have to kind of take a step back, don't you? Yeah, it's not to say we don't do anything about fear. Mm. Um, so there's first two, for instance, um, faith and courage. I think are God's provision for action. It may be that we need to address something, mm. that we need to do something, or we need to take a particular stance on something. But the other two, knowing his love and his peace, are in a sense more of the surrender mm. into God's trust mm. and his capability. And I think in that sense there's a subtle difference between them, mm. where faith and courage are for mm. action and love yes. and peace are for surrender and trust. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, control, trying to control yeah. things um, doesn't actually do much for the fear, does it no. actually? No. <laughs> In fact, I think probably just winds it up a little bit. <laughs> and you think of ever more ways of controlling it, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Okay, uh, we'll go on to the last clip. So, is Jesus saying we should be totally free of fear and anxiety? I'll leave that question hanging for the time being, but there's an anonymous quote that is worth reading. It says, being terrified but going ahead and doing what must be done, that's courage. The one who feels no fear is a fool, and the one who lets fear rule him is a coward. Now, that worldly wisdom suggests that we are a fool if we lose sight of fear. It's a necessary emotion, a handy tool, but not an emotion we let reign our lives. And that sounds so sage, doesn't it? Yet, 
and yet. There is no scripture that indicates that Jesus ever felt fear or anxiety. Now, before you jump to your Bibles, it does say that he was occasionally troubled. So there are five instances that I can find. One is at the grave of Lazarus in John 11, verse 33. Then again in the Last Supper, John 12, verse 27. At the betrayal by Judas in the Last Supper, John 13, verse 21. And the Garden of Gethsemane, of course, Matthew 26, verse 37, and the parallel in Mark 14, verse 33. Now, looking up that word troubled, there are five different Greek words used for those troubled situations, and none of them match the words Paul, Peter, or the Gospel writers used for either fear or afraid, nor anxious, nor anxiety. So, Troubled means something else or many other things, but probably not fear or anxiety. And so we still have this interesting situation that Jesus seems to never have submitted to fear or anxiety. I want to close by saying that I believe that when we stand by faith, when we take the courage that Jesus gives, when we know the love that the Father has for us, when we apply the peace that Jesus gives, we have the grace to live in neither fear nor anxiety. I actually believe that. Okay, so we're going to look at one of your final slides, and it's where you talk about the keynote, your keynote scriptures, and it's all New Testament. It's Paul and Peter and John about fear, so we'll, we'll watch that, and then we'll come back and finish our discussion. Okay. I'm going to leave you with just three readings that aren't spoken by Jesus, but are spoken by Paul, Peter and John. The first is from Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And Peter says in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And John says in 1 John 4 verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I counsel you, as I have counseled myself, to reflect and meditate on those scriptures. Brilliant, thank you. I just It's reminded me of a time, again, some years ago when the, the girls were really small and John worked away a lot. And, you know, I was quite anxious when he was away. And there was definitely some, some something spiritual going on because I suddenly found myself going down this sort of rabbit hole of terror, really. It wasn't just a bit of underlying fear. I went into this. And it was the same sort of thing, I thought, 
something's going to happen to him while he was there. He might have been in Belfast or something. Something's going to happen to him, and then I'm going to be left, and I'll have these two children, and went down a complete, you know, rabbit hole. Um, and I, I literally stopped myself, and I went to a, um, an Old Testament, uh, an Isaiah uh, scripture that I've used many times since, Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. And it was, it was really interesting, because I was on, on my own in the house, apart from the girls in bed, and I just came to that moment of thinking, this is not of God, this is, mm. this is not helpful. And I stopped, and I prayed, and then I went and found this scripture, do not fear, for I am with you, and do not dis be dismayed, for I am your God, and I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And literally, it, it went, that, that panic, it went... And it never came back. It was something that used to visit me every time John went away. And I think it just, I don't know, got bigger and bigger. And so there's real power in just taking a stand and, and turning to God. And I found that myself. But what are your kind of final thoughts? What did you pull out of this time you spent dwelling on fear <laughs> and anxiety? I was wrestling with, with why we had the emotion of fear was that something God originally <coughs> created us with, or was it a result of the fall? Because I couldn't understand why Adam and Eve, for instance, would need an emotion of fear. And there's no way to answer that, but the reality is that we have been endowed with um, the emotion of fear. Uh, it's one of the big six emotions we have. And my hunch is that God has use that or at least given us that emotion of fear because it's a signal to us all emotions are a signal about something mm. and i think that is the signal that there is something beyond our control and that it's the call to god i think it's if we respond appropriately to that signal when i feel anxious or feel fear that is a call from my spirit to touch base with God mm -hmm. and to seek his resource, to seek his word, his courage, his love, his peace afresh. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what fear is for. I think it's to call us mm -hmm. back to God. And if we understand the emotion in that sense, that it's a signal, it's a call to us to go to God because there is quite literally something beyond our own capability, then in that sense, that is the appropriate response. Where we fail to make that appropriate response, then ultimately we languish in our fear and anxiety. Mm. And I, I feel that by the grace of God, he's given us the, the strategies, the, the antidotes, if you like, to fear. And it's not within us. It's not that mm. we have the capability to deal with it, but he does. And that's why I feel fear is is a useful thing because it points us to God and he is our strong tower, he's our fortress, he's our ultimately our answer to those fears and anxieties. That is a really helpful, <laughs> very helpful thing to remember and to teach our children and to teach our friends that, you know, as soon as it kicks in, stop, turn to God. That's really useful. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed, Richard. Mm, good. Okay. Thank you. Right, we're going to move over now to our hot gospel, which again will be focusing on what Richard's been talking about. So enjoy.
Do you have any fears or anxieties? If you do, we invite you to give them over to God now. Breathe in the love of God. Breathe out your fears. Breathe in the peace of God. And breathe out your anxieties. and my fears to you now. Please help me. I want to live with your peace. Amen. You can get in touch with us at www.opcc.org.uk or via Facebook or Instagram. Hello folks, we're back and um Josh, I have a serious question now. Yeah. Are you scared or anxious? Right now. Right now? No, I'm quite comfortable here. Uh yeah, this is a nice environment, but sometimes when I'm at school, especially with the pressure of really having a lot of homework or especially like exams that you need to revise to, that can make me a bit anxious and get a mm. you know, sometimes can be a bit yes, worried. I agree, I agree. So how do you cope with that anxiety oh loads of ways um sometimes just like distracting yourself from it you can you watch a film listen to music yeah. uh i think like spending time with your friends and yeah. spending time with god all of it you know that can help out doing things you enjoy rather yeah. than just pure work as well exactly balancing out. yeah it's all about balance work life balance, balance. yeah oh i have a good one i have a good one imagine you have a sack and every worry you have gets filled up like a brick in the sack. And you are carrying a big sack of bricks around with you. But if you do things that you enjoy and if you pray to God, then the bricks will remove and so then your sack will be free. Th there will be a bigger hole in the bottom of the bag and the, the bricks will start to fall out. No, and essentially, when, when you do good things, shut up. When you do nice things, right, that makes the hole in the bag bigger. And when you do stressful things, that makes the hole in the top of the bag bigger. So you've got to work yeah. out that balance where there's more bricks going in and then there's more bricks be like, going you'd out. You'd be like Father Christmas, you heave this exactly. sack of stones in it, to be fair. But That's a question for him. next episode where we'll be interviewing John about Father Christmas. You'd be certain. <laughs> yeah. So, House, House of, of Grace. Grace. It's a charity. See, in Thailand. And what did you do? Tell me. Um, so basically, they're helping out orphans who might have aids they're doing a lot of good work it's an orphanage it's in yeah it's in thailand which is in asia if you didn't know that um it's yeah a really great charity the church has been donating money and helping them out for years and years 
and we continue to do that. So, yeah. Dear Emma and members of the Oaks Community Church, greetings from House of Grace. I do hope you and family are safe in God's wings. Two weeks ago, there was an email from the asset officer in England with news of your most generous gift you gave for the House of Grace. On behalf of Pastor Kitty Sack and the House of Grace, thank you very much. This gift, together with your prayers, are also much appreciated. Yesterday, we found that Doso, one of our big boys, got a COVID-19 from a market. My husband, Nung, got, who also got COVID from a workplace. Both of them met a doctor and took um, some medicine. Today, they feel better than yesterday. Please pray for both of them to heal and get well soon. Everybody in the House of Grace has a high risk right now. We pray that no one gets COVID-19. Tim, an old lady, was admitted yesterday because she has aspiration pneumonitis. Today she is better and has to stay at hospital for a few more days. Please pray for her. Recently, Jib, Man, Fung and Nam Wan passed their exam for high school. They are so happy with the new uniforms. Actually, the twins have low grades. Give thanks to the Lord. They all passed the exam and got into the department that they needed. Mu is going to intern at Saraditid School, the provincial school. She might, she might be a Chinese teacher after last year of university. Give thanks to the Lord who prepared the best place for her. Taiwan is enjoying her new job. She looks enthusiastic since she has got a job. Give thanks to the Lord. We found a place for him to work after we prayed for a day. Moreover, it is near the house of, house of grace and his boss is so kind. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Thank you once more for your support for the house of grace for your prayers. Yours in Christ. That's right. So that's the letter that we get from House of Grace. We get those re updates regularly. Yeah. Obviously, um, it's probably the language barrier means that it's hard for us mm. to read it sometimes, yeah. but you get the general gist of what's going on. Um, so we should probably pray, if that's all right, um, yeah. about the things that Esra has, has sent to us. And there's also some mm. pictures that I know that have been shown on the screen of the people that she mentions in the, in the letter. So she asked us to pray for Doso, um, and the, for her husband, because they've obviously yeah. COVID-19 still mm -hmm. quite rife over there, as it is here. Um, for the old lady, um, who is also poorly with COVID-19. And then for the school situation with the uh, young people over there, um, we just say thank you to God for that. Um, so let's do that now, yeah. yeah. Father, we thank you for our links with House of Grace over in Thailand. Um, we ask that you be with them and that particularly for those that Esra has mentioned in her letter to us, for Doso and Nung and Tim, that they will get better and uh, that you will heal them from COVID-19. We ask as well um, that you be with the students as they move on to their new, uh, new schools and to university, um, that you will bless them Father, and, and help them to study and that they will get uh, good jobs after as well. We just thank you, Father, for all that you're doing over there, and we just pray a blessing on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, we just want to thank you again one last time. Just thank you so much for watching that episode of Oaks Online. It really, really is good to see so many people watching it. So, you see, we're not just telling facts. 
We're changing lives. Exactly. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.
Thank you.